2 Thessalonians 3, 6 through 12. <clears throat> now we command you, brothers, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that you keep away from any brother who is walking in idleness and not in accord with the tradition that you received from us. For you yourselves know how you ought to imitate us because we were not idle when we were with you, nor did we eat anyone's bread without paying for it. But with toil and labor, we worked night and day that we might not be a burden to any of you. It was not because we do not have that right, but to give you in ourselves an example to imitate. For even when we were with you, we would give you this command, if anyone is not willing to work, let him not eat. For we hear that some among you walk in idleness, not busy at work, but busy bodies. Now such persons we command and encourage in the Lord Jesus Christ to do their work quietly and to earn their own living. Let us pray. <clears throat> Our Father in heaven, we praise you for creating all that we see around us. By the word of your mouth, the heavens and the earth were formed. You spoke and there was light. By the command of your voice, the land and the seas were formed. You created the plants and trees. You set the sun and the moon and the stars in the heavens by your omnipotent power. You created the fish and the birds and the animals. Finally, as a crown of your creation, you formed man from the dust of the earth and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and you rested from all your work you had done. Father, in your wisdom, you made man in your image, and just as you worked, you gave man to work to do as well. You placed Adam in the garden, commanded him to work it and keep it. Tonight, Father, we ask for your blessing on our labors. We confess that we were just when you, that you were just when you cursed the ground and made our work difficult after we fell into sin. But we plead for your mercy that our labor may not be in vain. We pray that you would bless the work of our hands, that we may receive joy, satisfaction, and fulfillment from the work you give us, and that through it, glory, honor, and praise may be given to you. Father, as we see the snow begin to melt and feel the warmth of the sun, we again remember your faithfulness from season to season. As spring arrives, we ask that you would be with the farmers as they once again prepare to plant the crops. We pray that you would send rain and sunshine as they are needed, that you would protect the crops from destructive weather and insects, and that in due time, you would provide a bountiful harvest. We ask, Father, that you would keep the farmers safe as they work with large machinery and have long days during planting and harvesting also be with those who raise livestock. Help them care for their animals in a way that honors you. May you also provide both with fair prices for their crops and animals that they may be able to provide for their families and be able to share with those in need. Give wisdom to those in our government who make laws and policies that deal with our national economy. May our laws and policies be fair and impartial to both the producer and the consumer. Help us as a nation not to be greedy or to prey upon the weak and helpless. Rather, may the strength of our economy benefit the poor and needy around the world. We pray, too, for those who work in our factories, that they may find fulfillment in their labors. Father, we ask that there would be markets for the products that they produce. 
as employees, may we have a desire to produce quality products, be willing to work to give our employers a full day's work every day. And as employers, help us to provide our employees with fair wages and benefits and be concerned about their working conditions. As owners, give us wisdom as markets change and decisions we make affect many families and their livelihood. Father, we pray for our teachers as they train our children, prepare them in service for, our, for your kingdom, that they may receive a blessing from you. Give them patience and wisdom as they teach a variety of subjects in the light of your word. Be with other professionals as they provide a variety of services and as they reflect your goodness in the way that they conduct themselves. Be with those who are merchants selling a variety of goods. Help them to be honest in all their transactions and provide them with customers they need so that they, as they sell their products, they too can obtain a fair profit. Our gracious Lord, we also pray for those who have one of the most important jobs in our society, our mothers. Our world today looks down on those who abandon careers in order to stay home and raise children. But Father, that is not what you have said in your word. You have told us that children are a heritage from you. In fact, they are a reward from you. We pray that you would bless the mothers among us. Help them not to be discouraged. Rather, help them to see what a blessing it is, not only to have children, but to be able to raise them up in the fear of the Lord. We pray, Lord, that you would also help those of us who are fathers. May we find fulfillment in our work, but help us not to become slaves to our job at the expense of our families. Help us to be spiritual leaders in our homes. Help us to love our wives just as Christ loves the church. Help us not to provoke our children to anger, but to bring them up in discipline and instruction of the Lord. Lord, as you have given us work to do in all areas of your creation, help us to do every bit of it to the best of our ability. Remind us that we are working for you. Even our paychecks are a gift from your hand. May they, those who do not know you see our attitudes toward our jobs. See how we relate to employer or employee. See how we work, even when no one else is watching. And may they also give glory and honor and praise to the one who created us and called us to work in his kingdom. Hear us, Father, for the sake of your dear Son, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. We will now sing number 174. Let's turn to Psalm 96. As we prepare to pray for our for the world and our nation. Psalm 96. Oh, sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Sing to the Lord, bless his name. Tell of his salvation from day to day. Declare his glory among the nations, his marvelous works among all the peoples. For great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. He is to be feared above all gods. For all the gods of the peoples are worthless idols, but the Lord made the heavens. Splendor and majesty are before him. Strength and beauty are in his sanctuary. Ascribe to the Lord, O families of the peoples. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name. Bring an offering and come into his courts. Worship the Lord in the splendor of holiness. Tremble before him all the earth. Say among the nations, the Lord reigns. Yes, the world is established. It shall never be moved. He will judge the peoples with equity. Let the heavens be glad and let the earth rejoice. 
Let the sea roar and all that fills it. Let the field exult and everything in it. Then shall all the trees of the forest sing for joy before the Lord, for he comes, for he comes to judge the earth. He will judge the world in righteousness and the peoples in his faithfulness. Let's pray. Our Father in heaven, we come to you this evening in prayer for the world and our nation. We thank you for the opportunity we have to be gathered here. We see much uncertainty, many things happening in the world that can cause us to fear. We see the war that is going on in Ukraine with Russia. We see China continuing to persecute the church. We see China also has extended its reach by taking more and more control of Hong Kong and reaching into other places as well. We also see North Korea continuing to test missiles and their continued tensions with Iran. We hear of and see continuing violence in African countries, including Nigeria, Congo, and others. And we also uh, understand and see in Afghanistan how your people are persecuted. We see how war and violence is destroying cities, homes, and people's lives. This brings us great sorrow and reminds us of the devastating effects of sin on the world. We pray for safety for the people of Ukraine, especially those of your people. We have heard in past years how Item has been teaching and training in Ukraine. We pray now for them and for all of your people in that country that the light of your truth will be known there in this time. We also ask that you grant wisdom to leaders of nations as they seek resolution to these conflicts and that you would bring peace. We pray that you would work powerfully in the hearts and minds of leaders who have no regard for your law and your name. We pray that you would work powerfully in them, that they would seek peace instead of war and violence and to make a name for themselves. We also ask that your people in all these nations and throughout the world would know your presence, that you keep and protect them. In all of this, we pray that your glory and your power would be declared among the nations. We pray that the leaders of the nations of the world would see and know that you alone are Lord, and that you alone are great and greatly to be praised. Shine the light of your glory and salvation into these places, that there may be peace, first of all between you and man, and second of all amongst men. In all of this, as your people rejoice and are glad, for our Lord is coming to judge the world with righteousness and the peoples with your truth. We also ask that you be with our nation. We pray for your mercy on our nation, on ourselves. Our nation seems to be falling more and more into immorality and godlessness. Abortion continues in our land. We, pr we grant, pray that you would grant that those working at the local, state, and national level, national level to limit and stop abortion would see positive results from their work. Many in our nation seek to remove more and more the foundation of your word and law, so that in so many places lawlessness seems to abound. Yet we know that you are full of mercy and compassion to your people. May that be shown in the lives of your people, that we also might be a people of mercy and compassion, rooted in the truth of your word. May that be evident in our, in our dealings with those around us. We pray also for justice and for restoration of the brokenness of our nation. We pray that we as your people would act justly, that we would love mercy, that we would walk humbly with our God. We pray for our leaders who have a correct understanding of justice and mercy, that you would give them strength to continue, and that you would raise up leaders who will lead responsibly and who have as their foundation the truth of your word. May justice also be seen in the courts of our nation. Raise up just judges and justices who understand true justice, true righteousness, and true virtue. And we think of this especially in the, the Supreme Court nomination process that is going on, all the, all the courts of our land. We pray also for integrity for our leaders, that they may resist temptation and corruption. This integrity is needed so our leaders may be those who lead responsibly, and they remember that they lead for the good of the people they represent. We pray specifically for those in authority, for President Biden, that you grant him clarity and wisdom for, from the truth of your word, for Governor Reynolds, for Governor Walls, 
for Senators Ernst and Grassley, for Representative Feenstra, Representative Hagedorn, Senators Smith and Klobuchar. We pray that you'd grant the spirit of wisdom to those to whom you've entrusted authority and government. We also pray for unity to heal division. We don't pray for a false unity or unity that is based on anything less than the foundation of your word and salvation in Jesus Christ. We pray for your grace for unity that comes from the spreading of the gospel and your truth. We pray that you'd save us from violence, from corruption, confusion, and evil, and that you'd spare us from pride and arrogance. Defend our liberties and make us a united people who strive for the good of our neighbors. We praise you for your sovereign rule of all things. We thank and praise you for this land and this nation that you established and you have preserved for so many years. You alone are great and greatly to be praised. May your name be honored and glorified in our lives. We thank you for the salvation and grace you have shown to us by calling us to be your people. We praise you for the promises you give in your word and the assurance that all things work together for good to those who love you and are called according to your purpose. In times of prosperity, fill us with thankfulness, and in times of trouble, grant us faith to endure. Above all, we pray that many would come to know the salvation that comes through Jesus Christ. May this glorious gospel be spread far and wide throughout our nation and throughout the world. All this we pray in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Wait. Take a moment to read from the gospel according to John, John chapter 10, verses 7 through 18. John chapter 10, verses 7 through 18. So Jesus again said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays, lays down his life for the sheep. He who is a hired hand and not a shepherd, who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees, and the wolf snatches them and scatters them. He flees because he's a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own, and my own know me. Just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. And I have other sheep that are not of this fold. I must bring them also, and they will listen to my voice. For there will be one flock, one shepherd. For this reason, the Father loves me, because I lay down my life, that I may take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down, and I have authority to take it up again. This charge I have received from my Father. Take a few moments to be praying for the church and for God's kingdom.
Our Heavenly Father, we once again draw near to you, and as we do so, we do so at a time where we're anticipating, as the Church of Jesus Christ, a celebration again of the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And as we consider that death and resurrection, we're reminded, as we are even in this passage, of the ways in which your sons saving work, and royal work come together. We come as a people with gratitude that we may find consolation in the one who has saved us as he lays down his life for the sheep, but also for the one who has the authority uh, not only to be raised, but also then to reign in resurrection splendor so that we may know a Jesus who is both Savior and King. We're grateful that throughout the ages that the revelation of that wondrous reality of the gospel could be known, Old Testament and New, with the hope of eternity ahead. We're grateful, Father, that you have saved a people, that you have brought gospel from the time of the fall already so that this world has never been without the hope of the gospel to be heard. And we're grateful then, too, that you have always had a people for yourself and that you will continue to be that kind of God who has his people securely in his hand that the gates of hell will never prevail against it. We're glad, Father, for uh, and rejoice in your power to transform lives, to turn people's lives around, how you're able to take those who are dead and make them alive, for those who are fruitless and make them fruitful, to fill hearts that were hopeless with hope that springs eternal. I'm grateful, Father, for the marvels of your saving power. For we come together as a people who recognize that you save and you alone. And in that way, you are truly our rock in Jesus Christ and by the blessing of your spirit. And so for your church, dear Father, that you say that you call out of this world to be a distinctive people, uh, to be known as the, as the called out ones, the ecclesia, as it were, the ones who were called to be holy before you in love, those who have been saved by the blood of Jesus Christ. May you continue to give guidance, Father, to that church, and that you may add to it daily. We're grateful, Father, that uh, we can speak about your church uh, in these terms, that these gates of hell don't prevail against the church, uh, but that your church carries forward and moves forward. And that despite uh, the uh, pressures without and the pressures within to conform to the world. But help your church, dear Father, instead to conform not to the pattern of the world, but to the pattern of your Son, 
that we might seek to be imitators of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, in all the ways that we can. May your word, word continue to go forward in a world that needs it so. Uh, in times where people have certainly recognized in many ways uh, their own mortality. And they've recognized in many ways insecurities. But may they find in those troubled times a refuge for their lives and uh, a rock-solid, firm foundation on which to stand by the gospel of Jesus Christ. So may your word continue to go forward that way. Give, give guidance, Lord, to our federation of churches, the relationships that we have with other churches formally, and the blessings that there are that we have when we have interactions with other brothers and sisters, both in our local communities, uh, but also farther afield, even halfway around the world, where we know of people who bend the knee and confess with the mouth that Jesus Christ is Savior and King. We, we talk, Father, of the consolation of your son's salvation. We also want to remember that he is Lord and that his kingdom is one that has come and will. Uh, Father, we're grateful that we can take great consolation in the uh, kingdom that lasts forever because we have a Savior who lives forever. And when we belong to that kingdom, Father, we certainly, again, are on firm ground. But as we're called, Father, not only to rejoice in your salvation and praise you for it, help us also then, in light of who it is that reigns over all, may we find ourselves not only consoled in the one who has all authority in heaven and on earth, but that we would find in every facet of our lives a desire in our hearts in our praises, in our practice, uh, to serve the Lord with gladness, to serve our Savior in every part of our lives, knowing that truly our Savior, or Jesus is truly Savior, but he's also Lord of our lives. Help us to live obediently then, Father, and to do so courageously and in a full-faceted sort of way so that we might show forth to the world the, the one on whom we are depending and the one that we serve. What a blessing when we can speak about our only comfort in life and in death, that we are not our own, but that we belong, body and soul, to our faithful Savior, Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father, for his marvelous work, along with you in the Spirit, the one only God, we pray in his name. Amen. We're going to